Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is the best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard right here on 560 The Joe over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Earlier I was tired, got some coffee. And then got energized to hang out with you. And we're going to be bringing it over the next hour with the Joe Rose Show. They are talking college football with David Hale. This guy from ESPN knows how to break it down. Dan Lebetard's show talking to Stan Van Gundy. So you know you're going to get the breakdown on the NBA bubble. Then Hawk and Crowder, Jay Figg's going to be on. So you know you're going to get a searing pain movie review. Things you know in life. Here's some headlines you need to know. The Heat beat the Pacers 109-100 today. Game 3 is Saturday at 3.30, while tonight at 8.30, it's the NBA Draft Lottery. A ninth-inning home run lifted the Mets over the Marlins last night. The Fish have lost five in a row and are now 9-9. The two will not play again tonight due to some of the Mets testing positive for COVID-19. The Canes' Brevin Knight and Will Mallory are being touted as the country's best one-two punch at tight end. Miami Open September 10th versus UAB. The NFL has not ruled out moving games from hotspots like Miami. The Dolphins open September 13th in New England. The University of Florida is expecting a $50 million loss in revenue due to changes surrounding fall sports. They are seeking boosters help to lessen the blow. A Florida appeals court has deemed Patriots owner Robert Kraft's massage parlor videos illegally obtained and cannot be used as evidence in court. The Dolphins placed linebacker Sam McGovern on its COVID-19 list yesterday, but today he was taken off that list. He can now return to practice. And now we can, unlike Mr. Robert Kraft, take a step into the day spa. Ah. A set of identical twins that married identical twins have announced that they are both pregnant at the same time. Hmm. What's the over-under that they both have? Identical twins. A British man has broken the record for fastest ice cream truck, topping out at 84 miles per hour. Get me that ice cream now! An Instagram model has already spent over $15,000 on plastic surgery and vows not to stop until she looks just like actress Penelope O'Cruz. Ah, my hot mess of the day. Now on the weather, tonight's forecast, rainy with temperatures in the low 80s. If you're like me, usually sleep in so sometimes you do miss the joe rose show if you're like me some days you're up early and you do catch the joe rose show 
you're ever up early or if you feel like getting up early, 6 to 10, Joe Rose Show is the way to go. Earlier today, they caught up with ESPN college football guru David Hale talking about are we going to get college football this year? Also, who are his ACC dark horses? Putting the screws to Notre Dame and his prediction for the U. David, how you doing, first of all, with this craziness? I can't even imagine what your social media is like, huh? All over the place with play, no play. Why are we doing it? What, what are you getting mostly? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's this is this is a funny thing, I think, about uh, you could certainly apply it to college football. It works very well, but you could easily apply it to probably the society at large at this point and that the fact of the matter is the more experts you talk to the more you talk to ad's and presidents and the people who are who are legitimately knee-deep in the important decision making they all say we're trying we're doing the best we can we can come up with some good probabilities and likelihoods based on the information that we have but at the end of the day none of us really knows a whole lot for sure and then you flip over to twitter and my oh my does everyone else know for sure (laughs) so it's uh it's uh, it's an interesting dynamic there, but you know it's funny because I think there is polarization probably a bit in in terms of how people are viewing it. You have a a group who thinks this is no big deal. Why aren't we just playing the football season? They're making a big deal out of nothing. And then you have a group that says, see how much they don't care about the players. This is all about the money. They shouldn't be playing this season. And I think the truth of the matter is it's somewhere in between. There's a lot of benefits to playing that go beyond money. The players want to be a part of this, uh, as they have said routinely. They have worked very hard for the opportunity to play. Uh, And I think there is if everything was done well and properly, there is a way to keep them largely safe, the same way we're seeing uh, in the NBA and, and, and whatnot. But the problem is it's really hard to do all of those things well and not pretty much openly admit these guys are not amateur athletes. They are money-making employees for the school. David, let's let's jump into the good stuff now, the juicy stuff of of, of playing football. Outside of Clemson and, and Notre Dame, who a lot of people think they'll play in a championship game, give me some other teams in ACC that we should watch for because there is a lot more than just Notre Dame and Clemson with this ACC season. Yeah, and one of the reasons I really hope this season happens is because there were teams that I think, you know, if you were kind of graphing their progress, they were trending up at the end of last year. They were teams that probably were not in a great spot to start last season, but clearly made progress. Uh, I think are in a position to do some much bigger things this year. I think you'd start with North Carolina. Uh, they finished 7-6, and six, won their bowl game last year. They've got a great quarterback in Sam Howell. They've got a ton of other really talented guys around them. Um, I think Carolina has an opportunity to go out and, you know, look, they, they were not as good last year and took Clemson right down to the wire. So I don't know that you can write off Carolina as being a legitimate uh, conference contender. Pittsburgh's another team that I really like. I mean, they were not the sexy team to watch last year, but they play great defense. They are really good on the D-line. They are really good on the back end of the defense. They make everything hard on everybody. And so you look at it, particularly after a very strange offseason, in which you have to wonder how much rust is still sort of on on, on a lot of these teams. A, a defense that's going to keep you in every game gives you an opportunity to win a whole lot of them. Uh, and then the other team that, that I think certainly is worth discussing is Louisville. They are probably as good an offensive unit as there is in the ACC. They can score with anybody. It's just a matter of whether they can stop people. It was a big job for Scott Satterfield to undertake when he got there. The defense is still a work in progress. And the question is how much progress gets made uh, when you have an offseason like we've had. But I think certainly those three teams 
are worth watching. And then, you know, look, you've got a little bit of some wild card situations when you've got Florida State with a new head coach and, and potentially a lot to build on there. And Miami hopefully fixing a lot of the problems that they had last year with a All-America caliber quarterback and Derek King coming in to take over the offense. There, there's a lot to like, though. The league is much deeper this year, uh, certainly than it was last year. And I think that a lot of people are giving it credit for. David, don't you think that the ACC should have been a little bit more, I don't know, uh, just with Notre Dame, when I'm talking about the Notre Dame situation, shouldn't they have been a little bit more pressing when it comes to, we'll let you in, we'll let you have the schedule full with us this year, but can't you give us a more, you know, come in and just be in the football conference. I just feel like this was their year to finally not hold them hostage, but I guess hold them hostage by saying, come in here to the ACC, but join us fully. Should they have been a little bit more pressing with that? When you look at it in terms of negotiation, yeah, they've got more leverage or had more leverage at this point than they probably ever had. You know, the flip side of it is it's a little bit like playing poker. You know, you you don't you, you can call someone's bluff when you're sure they're not holding anything. But Notre Dame might well have just been like, all right, well, we're done with you then, and we'll go schedule <laughs> Army and and Liberty in New Mexico State if we have to. So I think there is a little bit with with Notre Dame of of a slow play idea, and I think one of the things that this season potentially benefits the ACC in this negotiation is is there is really very little realistic on paper rationale for Notre Dame remaining an independent at this point. It is about tradition and history and just the fact that they always have been and they view it as a positive. But when you have a season in which you don't, out of necessity, act as an independent and you realize, oh, the world didn't end. College football was still fun. We still did fine. Being a part of a conference actually made us some money. All of those things were reality for Notre Dame. And so you get to the end of the year where they have been through a season as a full conference member, and maybe some of that inherent anger or angst about the idea of no longer being an independent wears off some. So I think it's a little bit of the ACC viewing this as you're never going to strong arm Notre Dame. Let's sort of grease the wheels as much as we can. I think this is an opportunity to really push things in a direction that maybe it doesn't pay off for 2021, but by 2025 or 26, we're having real conversations about this. David, I'm just curious, getting back to the uh, Miami Hurricanes for a second. From your eyes, from the outside looking in and, and covering the ACC, what, what, what do you see with the Canes overall? You kind of had them down a little bit as a wild card team because I, I think they've really improved through the transfer portal and, as you said, Derry King and, and the growth of their defense, even though they lost Russo. What do you see, though? I, I'm just curious that, that has you that has the team back a little bit. It's more a matter, I think, of, look, I'm I, I enthusiastic about some of the changes that they made this offseason. I'm a pretty unabashed Benny Diaz supporter. I think he's a really, really smart and, and good coach uh, who learned a lot from a very rocky year one. Look, there's a lot, particularly on offense, when you've got Rhett Lashley coming in as the new OC. You've got Derek King coming in as the new quarterback. And you're trying to really, I think, probably among more than anything else, try to figure out what to do about the offensive line. When you have an offseason like we've had, it makes things very difficult. It's hard to build chemistry. It's hard to install a system. It's hard to uh, you know create a, a leadership niche for your quarterback. All of these things in a regular offseason are going to be a little bit of a challenge. But in an offseason like we've had is a, a giant challenge. And and so I think it's just a question of how much of that can really be done or has really been done. I mean, when you talk to folks there about how camp has been going, I mean, I think the O-line continues to be a question mark. I mean, they'll, they'll offer some platitudes and enthusiasm there, but they're rotating a good bit beyond Gaynor and, and uh 
Scafe, yeah. And so, look, they're, they're in a position where I think there are probably the right pieces to the puzzle there, in my opinion. It's a question of whether that puzzle can be put together completely by opening week or whether it's, you know, into October and we see a team that finishes probably closer to 500 but finishes looking better than they started. I, again, I'm not I'm not unenthusiastic about Miami. I think they're definitely moving in the right direction based on the offseason. It's just a matter of how quickly it can all come yeah. together. That offensive line thing's fair, man. That's fair for both our teams down here, matter of fact, the professional team and the college <laughs> team. So I, I am with you on that one. Hey, a couple games you're looking forward to. I know Louisville, Miami, because I know people do like Louisville. I'm really looking forward to that. How about you, some of the games? Yeah, well, I mean, just the fact that, that Notre Dame is going to be playing 10 conference teams, I think, is great. It's going to set up an opportunity for a lot of really good football. I mean, the, the knock on, on uh, the ACC for so long, and particularly last year, was that there really wasn't another team that could compete with Clemson. And I don't know that that's true with or without Notre Dame this year. I think that's kind of an unfair statement. But the fact of the matter is Notre Dame adds some cachet to the league and they're going to play some of the league's cachet teams. So I think when you look at at all of those Notre Dame games, it's going to make for, for really good football. You know, beyond that, I think I'm very interested to see. I think it's fairly early in the season. Florida State and Miami is going to be a great one because both of those teams are really looking to try and prove something on the field early. And then in a game where they're going to, you know, that game is always fun. I think it's a little bit more so even this year. And then, look, I'm just, I'm enthusiastic about seeing a lot of these teams. I think we'll, we'll... We'll see what Boston College looks like. They've got more talent than people appreciate, but new new coaching staff, a new scheme there too. Um, Georgia Tech in year two should be a much more interesting story. So, I, you know, look, I, I would I would argue the ACC probably comes in as one of the more interesting leagues right now, and there's certainly even early in the year a bunch of pretty good games. Uh, all right, David, real quick back to the Coral Gables. What are your expectations for Derek King this year? Uh, I know there's a lot of hype around him, obviously, coming from an offense where he put up huge numbers, or not just throwing the ball, but running the ball also. But what do you expect him in the ACC kind of air raid? What do you expect to see from him? It's a good question. So certainly the mobility helps given the, the O-line struggles. And one of the problems that, that if you've got a, an iffy O-line in the ACC, the D-lines in the ACC are pretty good. So you run into some real matchup problems. Having mobility like D.R. King has certainly helps. But then there's the question of, look, it's been almost a full, it'll have been almost a full calendar year since he took a, a competitive snap in a game situation. He's never played uh, a competitive snap as a member of a Power 5 league. Um, these are big questions. And, and then, look, it's just a matter of, like, how deep can you get your QB into a playbook, into gelling with his receivers, into building the, that, that chemistry with the rest of the offense when you've had an offseason like we've had. I like Derek King a lot. He has said the right things this offseason. Certainly when you hear from Rhett Lashley and Manny, there's not been any question about who their guy is and who's deserving of the job. Deserving and the best guy on the roster and all that. I think probably Miami was probably starting the best guy on the roster last year, and it didn't work out great. Hopefully, that I think this is a major upgrade, but I still think that it's, it's far from a guarantee, as talented as Derek King is, that all of the pieces are going to come together in order for him to be super successful. David, how far out in front of everybody is Clemson this year again with maybe the best quarterback and running back combination in college football? I think there's a pretty good edge, but I don't think, you know, whereas last year I looked at the schedule and I said, there's just no way they're losing a game. I still think it's unlikely they're going to lose a game this year but there is probably a little more you know for lack of a better term there's a little more holes in the in the situation there i mean they're replacing four starters on the o-line i think they're still going to be pretty good they've recruited well there 
But that's a big job. Again, especially we talk about O-line chemistry being built over the offseason, and, and you don't have that this year. You look at wide receiver, they lose T. Higgins. Justin Ross is out for the year. I think they're still going to be pretty good, but they don't have the guys with the, really, with the track record to prove it. On the D-line, Xavier Thomas is out for this year. They were really not as good on the D-line. That was probably the worst D-line performance under Brent Venables since he's got there in, uh, in 2011. Um, and then, you know, Isaiah Simmons was probably as good a football player as there was in college football last year. He was the fulcrum for that defense. Everything revolved around what he did on the field. He's not there either. I think they've got a really good replacement in Mike Jones Jr. He's going to be really talented and really good, but is the Isaiah Simmons good? So there's just, I, I wouldn't say that any of the question marks don't potentially have emphatic answers, but I think there is more question marks coming into this season than you would typically expect with a Clemson team. It's been great having you, man. Really appreciate you coming on. Just to have, we need a little college football fix, yeah. man. We need a little ACC hey, fix, so thank you. I'm all for talking about actual games for a while. Joe Rose giving you all you need to know right there when it comes to college football. There's something else going on in the sports world that's pretty, 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 pretty important. We're talking the NBA playoffs. So next, Dan Lebitar and the guys going to be talking to former NBA coach and now inside the bubble as an analyst, Stan Van Gundy. Hold tight. This is the best of the Joe show. We're back on the best of the Joe show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. You can always step in the day spa and follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. And you can always hear Dan Lebitard weekdays from 10 to noon here on 560 The Joe. Two hours of glory. Earlier today, they're talking glorious NBA bubble playoff basketball with the always interesting Stan Van Gunny talking about bubble offenses. Also, that focus on basketball while you're in the bubble and how are the Lakers in said bubble? Uh, Stan Van Gundy with us now. He's the star of the bubble, Stugatz. Everyone's noticing. Everyone yeah. sees how good he is at uh, broadcasting basketball games. And he's been walking around the bubble. He's bored with his brother. He and Jeff on long walks. What are you most likely to talk, basketball or politics, Stan, when you go on those long walks with your brother in a bored bubble? Uh, a little bit of everything. Yeah, basketball. Politics, family, uh, everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we walk about an hour and a half every morning, and, uh, you know, we, we talk about whatever's whatever's out there, yeah. Uh, what have you seen so far in the level of play uh, that you have noticed that uh, the bubble has altered? Well, the level of play has been very high, particularly on the offensive end. It just seems like it's impossible to, to stop anybody. I don't know if it's shooting backgrounds. I don't know if it's the fact that these guys are not nearly as fatigued because there's no travel, but the offensive play has been incredible. The level of play, I think, is much higher than I expected it to be this early on. I, I thought seeding games would be pretty sloppy. I thought we'd start to get a little better in the first round, and, and by the second round, maybe we'd be seeing really good basketball, but it, it's been good right off the bat. Well, that's one of the I've things. Surprised. One of the things I would say, Stan, and I really had not accounted for what kind of dilution traveling and 
leg weariness would do to the sport. What I think I'm watching right now, Stan, is the most beautiful offensive basketball I've ever seen. The skill level on the four seed in the West. I don't know how you stop any of that with Jokic. I have no idea. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, and when these guys are making shots and they've got their legs under them, I mean, it's just incredible. But like one of the coaches said to us, you know, on one of those pregame interviews, he said, look, I mean, you just play basketball and when the game's over, 30 minutes later, you're back in your room. You're getting rest, you're getting a massage, you're recovering, and you're getting ready for the next day. I mean, it's just a totally different deal. And probably for the only time in their professional careers, all of them, I mean, they literally, both for good and bad, there are some bad things that go with it, but they're they're totally just focused on basketball right now. There's, There's nobody here in the bubble with them. There's no family. So even when you're at home, you know, you go to practice and then you head home and then there's responsibilities, you know, with your family and your house and everything. There's none of that now. You know, it is play basketball, take care of yourself and get ready for the next day. That's it. And so, you're right, we are seeing basketball maybe at its purest and certainly at the highest level we've seen in a long time. What's the bad you're talking about there? What bad? You know, as time goes on, I mean, we are starting to hear some reports that, you know, guys are getting a little grumpier, a little testier. I mean, you know, to go for up to three months for some of these guys with no escape from it. I mean, you guys, just if you think about it, Dan, if the guys you work with right there, as great as they are on your show, if those were the only people you got to interact with 24 hours a day for three months, (laughs) you know, I've only been in your studio once. But I can say pretty clearly you'd absolutely go out of your mind. Stan, does it feel like the NBA playoffs to you? Does it feel like the NBA playoffs that we've become accustomed to, to you? Well, it's interesting, Stugatz, because if I'm watching other games on TV, like we don't have games today, and I'll watch on TV, to me watching on TV, it'll feel like the NBA playoffs. When you go in, though, to the, to the facility in person, there's just no buzz. Like, you know, I mean, you've been there. Just walking into the building for a playoff game, like you feel the energy, you feel the juice in the building, and there's none of that now. I mean, you feel like you're walking into a to a scrimmage, to a practice. So it really is different when you're there broadcasting, but I do think the NBA's done a great job in terms of their setup for TV, and I'm not saying that for the games we're doing because I don't see those. But when I'm sitting here watching the games, I feel like it's like every other game I've ever watched. Well, help us understand, Stan Van Gundy is the star of the bubble. People are noticing how good this guy is at broadcasting these games. It's hard to do what he does, which is funny, and you know, making fun of himself while also in these small windows giving you basketball analysis in a way that you simply right. haven't heard it before in real time. He's exceptional at it. The thing that you're talking about with the bubble feeling like practice, LeBron James and the Lakers have not looked right in that bubble, and they've been bad offensively. Do you link the idea that LeBron would be at a higher energy level because everyone in a building is watching him and hating him and loving him and that that might be affecting the play of the Lakers? Or do you have a tangible reason? Because you like the tangible reasons more than the intangible one. Yeah, well, first of all, I, I think some of the intangible ones with some people are probably valid, but, but I don't see when I watch the Lakers, I don't see a lack of energy and intensity on LeBron or on LeBron's part or anyone else. I, I think they're, they're playing really, really hard. I, I think what we might be witnessing with the Lakers, we'll see how it plays out, is that this is a team that 
overachieved in the regular season. I mean, they've got two great players in LeBron and Anthony Davis, but the rest of that roster, quite honestly, doesn't even come close to matching up with, like, the Clippers. I mean, if you just go down position by position, there's not a lot of offensive talent on the Lakers team. And if you can get them in the half court, and, and playoff time, you know, Dan, teams have time to prepare. And now in the bubble with no distractions, even more time to prepare. I think you saw it with Milwaukee the other night, too. Those teams aren't necessarily loaded with a lot of options to score in the half court. And so if you can do a good job and take care of the ball and limit their chances in transition, you can make it tough on them. I mean, look, the Lakers did a good job defensively on Portland. Not like Portland went off. The Lakers couldn't score 100 points, which in today's game is pretty low. And Portland, as good as they are offensively, is not a good offense. They're not a good defensive team at all. The Lakers are going to struggle in the half court. I think they'll prevail in this series because I think their defense is that good, and I think they will get chances in transition. I think the second round against either Houston or Oklahoma City becomes more problematic, and I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, if they could beat the Clippers in a seven-game series. Wow. Stan Van Gundy bringing fire opinions. Check him out on Twitter. He's an insane person, tweeting at a higher level than any of the teenage girls in your life. Uh, let's. <laughs> you got verified too. He's very excited. I'll tell you one team that's looking good in the NBA bubble. That is our very own Miami Heat. 2-0 so far against the Pacers in their series. They're going to be playing again this coming Saturday at 3.30. A little Saturday afternoon delight. It's always a delight with the Hawk and Crowder show, especially when Jay Fig joins for a Searing Pain movie review. That is next here on the Best of the Joe Show. Getting it going on the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 The Joe over the past 24 hours. I am a Dan a day. And I always join the Hawk and Crowder Show afternoons from 2 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. Did so earlier today, but I wasn't alone. Solana jumped in. Dono jumped in, and Jay Fig jumped in. When it comes to movies, Jay Fig knows of them. Searing Pain Movie Review. Jay Figgy with Hawk and Crowder. It's Figgy. Cinema. Jay Fig knows it. Hey, guys. I didn't know you guys were there. Come by surprise. Watch one that we assign her and generally hate it, and it sends us all into a depression for at least a segment or two. I fall off an open in my tail pack. Yeah, I didn't like it. Like, it has, like, real-life situations and stuff, but I felt like the ending should have been in the middle. Chicks dig me because I rarely wear underwear, and when I do, it's usually something unusual. I don't know. I was kind of irritated the entire time. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Rose, where we're going, we don't need... Biggie Fresh. I really want to give it like a 9.5 out of 10. And it sends us all into a depression. Show me the money. He's looking at you, kid. I'll be back. We'll see you at the movies. Jen Figueroa checking in. Hello, Jen. Jen has entered the room. 
And Alex Dono has entered the room as well. Hello, Dono. Yes, hello. I'm here as well. And Dan Day is in the room with Solana. Are you guys in the same room, Dan? No, we are across the glass from each other. All right. Separated by the glass. Very nice. And of course, me, Crowder, and Solana are here. Usually in the five o'clock hour, we bring Jen on for a Searing Pain movie review, but today's a little uh, off, blah, blah, blah. So you can follow Jen on Instagram, JFig Radio, letter J F I G Radio. And uh, she gives you the movie review in its totality on her Instagram page, but she gives us a little brief movie review here on the radio today national radio day by the way yesterday i gave jen the wrestler with mickey rourke Ooh. and uh crowder you gave her project power which yeah. is a new netflix movie which they're advertising the hell out of yeah. dono gave her happy death day to you i don't know what's so funny about that title <laughs> the title is so ridiculously funny laughing. it really is solana gave her enter the dragon dan day gave her fallen and what movie did you choose jennifer jennifer chose project power crowder's project movie. power crowder's movie all right so what did you I, think well i couldn't pass it up i kind of had to see what was going on and what everybody was raving about it was interesting i mean jamie fox is trying to find a supplier of the pills and they also kidnap his daughter and use her to make these pills spoiler and <laughs> I mean, and it's, it's not like, really no a spoiler much. alert. There's like it's no not a context alert. there or anything. She's like, it's such yeah. a weird review, right? It's like, <laughs> I mean, it, why would I you, say the entire thing? It's new. No, but I, but what I, Crowder is that a good encapsulation of the movie? Um, she she hit some plot points. She did hit plot <laughs> points. <laughs> What are these pills? Like she just said, that, he wants right? The that, well, okay, that's my point, okay, Donald. Well, she's you like, never let she's me like, finish. he wants the the pills, and then they kidnap her daughter to make the pills. And I'm like, they gotta make the pills out of a human? That's so yeah. gross. <laughs> All right, so uh, but but I don't the the, the we pills all... supply you with superpowers. Right, we learned yesterday from Crowder. You don't know right. what your superpower is until you take the pill. Correct. Yeah. Um, so how many? And there's a big three from Tyler Hero right there. Woo. And the Heat lead the Pacers 108-94. Two and a half minutes to go. Heat are. 18 of 35 from three. I'm channeling my Eric Reed here. That's my the EMF. Are 12. <laughs> there you go, Dan. Dan knows how to watch basketball. And the uh, Pacers, I think, are, what was it, 12 of 32 I saw there? All right, so how many mozzarella sticks did you give uh, Project Pat? Project Pat. <laughs> the joke for Crowder. That's that dude. That's first CD I ever bought. I gave it an eight out of ten mozzarella sticks. Yes, really, that good. Do you agree with that, Crowder? Yeah, and Jay Fick, is it? Be, if the end was better, it could have been higher, right? Say that one more time. If the end was better, my whole thing about Netflix movies is that they they ask them, "Hey, you have a great movie? Yes. Does the end suck? Yes. Okay, we'll take it." <laughs> like the end, oh, like the bird end. Bird box. Bird box. Perfect. Like they no, have the concept. whole movie was garbage. But the concept oh, the, the of bird especially. box was good. It just the end especially. Ends terrible. And I think the same with Project Power. They just fizz out. But yes. I agree 100%. 8 out of 10 is right up, right, right what I would say as well. All right. There you go. Well, you can watch her entire review on Instagram, JFig Radio. Today, we're going to give you uh, some movies to watch for tonight, Figgy. Uh, today is National Radio Day, as I mentioned. Have you ever seen the movie about Howard Stern, starring Ooh. Howard Stern, called Private Parts? Ooh. I actually haven't, no. 
All right. Anyone who works in radio should definitely see private parts. Howard Stern, probably the preeminent radio talent in the history of the world. And he made a movie, he wrote a book called Private Parts about his life and then turned it into a movie. And he starred in it and it was a very successful movie. And it is called Private Parts. And that is what I'm assigning you today on National Radio Day. All right. Love. Okay. Was that the 90s probably? I think that came out in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, it was like 96 yeah. or 97. 97, yeah. actually. 97. All right, Crowder, what are you going to give Jay Fig tonight? National Radio Day, and we do sports radio, so let's put it all together, and let's watch radio with Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> I knew it was going. Ed Harris, yeah. Coach Jones. Let's yep. watch radio. Yeah, I think uh, I think you'll identify with it, Fig. Have you ever yeah. seen radio? I feel like you've guys given me this movie before. Man, watch no, it. Right up, right, up, it. right up your alley. I don't know why you're laughing once again. <laughs> because we've done this joke on you several times, you still haven't. Like, you can't, you can't remember it, which falls into the whole thing of why you're going to love and identify with radio. All right. Crowder gives you radio with Cuba Gooding Jr. Dono, what do you have for Figgy tonight? All right, well, I, I'm going to go way off the beaten path. I've never done this before, but I'm going to recommend to Jay Fig a movie that I haven't even seen yet because I got excited today. I saw that this is available on Amazon Prime. I've been wanting to watch this movie Good for platform. over a year. So Great I'm going to watch it tonight. Hopefully Jay Fig watches it tonight. We can compare notes. A couple travels to Sweden to visit a rural hometown's fabled midsummer festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly oh no. devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Have you ever seen <laughs> Swedish film Midsommar? Huh? You know, I've seen like that song. That movie is pretty long, right? I think I've seen half of that movie and I really? hated it. Stop it. Really? Hated it. <laughs> Yeah, it's two hours Solana's twenty-eight minutes. Outrage. No I'm chance. Telling you, she's seen I was or heard so disturbed. Right? I was so disturbed. It was so weird. Really? I didn't want to eat after. No, I didn't give that a negative tonight. three out of a hundred. Really? So you've seen? Wow. I've never even heard of this. Midsommar? Yeah, yeah Midsommar. Like it. it got a lot of buzz, like as uh, one of these like foreign films that got everyone all excited. But I like I've wanted to watch it, but not enough to pay extra for it. But now that it's available on Amazon Prime, I'm I'm all over it. It's right, so weird. So. And the sad part was that I knew exactly what was going to happen before it happened. All right, well, if you've seen it before, um, or at least half it, have you ever seen the movie Talk Radio? No. I'll There's go back another to the good theme. one. Yeah. yeah. Eric Bogosian, right? Eric yeah. Bogosian. Let's go with Eric that. Eric Bogosian played um, the, uh, the bookie Uncut Gems. Yes. Not, uh, not you know, not uh, <laughs> not uh, the talk show host. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. That was the, the first bookie. But the one that's in his family, Arnold. Arnold. That is played mm -hmm. by Eric Bogosian. Yeah, talk radio. There's another great uh, talk, ra talk uh, radio movie, if you will, on National Radio Day. All right. Uh, Solana, what have you got for Jay Fig tonight? I was going to go with uh, my favorite boxing movie, but since we're doing the radio theme, Jay Fig, I know we assigned this to you, but I don't have a rating here, so I don't think you've seen it. Good Morning Vietnam. Oh yeah! No, I didn't you not see watch it. that. Oh, great radio movie. No, I That's saw Robin that other Williams. radio one. Which one? Cuba. No, radio. The one that Dan <laughs> Day. Pirate radio. Uh, pirate radio. Uh, oh, pirate radio. radio. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Good morning, Vietnam. Robin Williams. That is an excellent movie for National Radio Day. Dan Day, what are you going to give radio to watch tonight? Hawk, you got me going today. Talking about. <laughs> 
It's no different from most days. You usually get me going pretty good. But <laughs> Talk about being in radio for 33 years. I've been in the radio business since 1942, so you and I have a lot in common. <laughs> Dan is the one guy, when Dan first started at the radio station, like, he and I would just chop it up about old radio stories. Like, he's had the, the same path as I have. Like, every format, every, uh, you know, doing every job at a station. And, yeah, he's he's kindred spirits with me. And it's changed. 20 years older. Yeah. <laughs> Which is almost impossible. <laughs> that you bring up private parts. It takes me back to when I first started in radio, how kind of wild and crazy it was. It's still wild and crazy, but it's a different type of wild and crazy. So, let's do it. Let's go private parts because that is kind of the way it was back in the day and uh, you right know, the 80s I mean and 90s that's the quintessential radio air talent movie private parts with Howard Stern and Robin Quivers and the entire Howard Stern show so smoke it. there you go smoking drinking craziness all types of weird people around yeah it was crazy man, man. I mean it was crazy when I got into it yeah. um oh. all right there you go uh national radio day Dan Day and I are giving you private parts Crowder is giving you radio with Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, Alex Dono is giving you talk radio with Eric Bogosian. And uh, Solana is giving you Good Morning Vietnam with Robin Williams. All right. So are you ready to accept your challenge, Figgy? Yes, I am. All right. There's nothing left for us to say other than we'll see you at the That was some searing pain right there in the best of ways. Watching Private Parts takes me back to when I first started radio 100 years ago, it seems like. Wild times. It's still wild times, but it's a different type of wild. It's a little more hmm, structured, I would just put it that way. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast. Also, listening to the best of the Joe Show. We are weekdays from 6 to 7 right here on 560 The Joe, the podcast, wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com. Got any questions for me, comments, any type of craziness? Hit me up at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. Tomorrow's Friday, so it's going to be a feel good Friday. Going to have some reggae music for you and just good stuff all around. Take care of yourself. Have some fun. Stay safe. I am Dan Day, and this is the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.